What's up, guys? I'm glad you're here. My name is Drake, and you're listening to the Double Click Podcast by Holy Hill Media. Brother, man, look, man, we've talked about it for a while. I'm excited to finally have you here, man. Yes, I mean, sir. we've connected. Uh, first of all, you're a freaking serial entrepreneur. Like, I think you might have something wrong with you, man. You have like 30 <laughs> it is minutes. A problem, no, I love it, man. But you're good at it. It'd be different if they all failed. But yeah. you, you know, you're, you're killing it in business in different industries. We'll kind of get into it, man. We, we've talked about various dimensions and perspectives of entrepreneurship, the fun, the aggressive, the hard, the human. You know what I mean? And so I'm really excited to crack this open, man. But let's just get started, man. Like, you've got this, you've got the bug, right? The the business bug, man. Who are you and and what what makes Ben tick for the audience that doesn't know you? Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, me too, I'm really man. excited. It's going to be a good time. I appreciate you being here, man. Uh, I've, I've been, uh, this sounds odd, I've been hanging out with your wife. She's been tattooing me yeah, for a yeah, while, she's your man. Artist, Shout yeah. out, Lexi. Yeah. What's up, girl? Sleeves looking uh, good, too. Dude, yeah. And uh, I'm excited to spend some time with you. Yeah. So, uh, like you mentioned, man, I'm, I'm growing some things. Mm-hmm. I'm growing some things, trying to figure out what is my thing. Yep, 100%. 100%, uh, <laughs> you know, 100% man. Uh, diversifying myself yeah. and, and trying to figure out what makes me tick, Yep. what makes me happy uh, to kind of break it down and this is always a hard question people ask me like ben what do you do what do you do yeah i'm like how much time you got (laughs) (laughs) it's like what do you what do you what do you got doing uh and so uh there's there's kind of a couple different components um one thing from the from the start uh, Lace, my wife, um, we love to grow things to, to create opportunity for other people. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing we always keep in mind. And so um, one of our newer endeavors is uh, here in Bryan. I mean, we're in Defiance. In yeah. Bryan, yeah. we're competition. Just 30 we? minutes away, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> uh, In Bryan, um, we opened up a, a storefront. Um, called Cove. Yeah. In the front, we sell home decor items. And in the back is a salon. So yeah. Lacey was a hairstylist uh, for many years when we lived in Columbus. We moved back home and wanted to create a similar environment. And so that's been our, our newest endeavor. Above that space, we just opened a co-working space. It's so cool. Thanks, yeah, man. Dude, it looks, you guys nailed it, man. <laughs> Thanks, nailed man. It. I'm excited. Uh, it just opened last week. It's called The Den. Uh, when I lived in Columbus, I was a part of a co-working space and so much good came from it. Yeah. Just meeting other like-minded people in a space to gather, to feel safe, uh, to bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah. And uh, when I moved uh, back north to Northwest Ohio here, I had to work in coffee shops every day. And there's like challenges when you're trying to close a deal yeah. and the cro- the coffee grinder <laughs> like launches. Like, I'm like, all right, never mind. This Awkward. deal's not going to work. <laughs> and so, uh, and there just wasn't a ton of, of like opportunities to rent an office that at least felt inspiring. Yeah. It was like if I had a window, I'm like, I'm in, but like most of them didn't have windows. Right. And so I'm real excited for the den to, to create that community and culture. And so that's, that's one of our main gigs. The second thing and the main thing that pays my bills is I'm a wedding photographer. Right. I've been doing it for since 2009. What is that? Long time. Uh, I don't Dude, 13 what is that? 14 years? 14 years? 14 years. Yeah. And so uh, I've been doing that. I love it. As I've grown a family, leaving on the weekends for weddings isn't as fun as what it used to be. Uh, when it was just Lace and I, no kids, we traveled the, the country. I mean, we shot weddings in Italy, the Caribbean, Guatemala, Amazing, you name it. Man. They like We went and shot 
and then we would like stay in vacation because yeah. they like paid for us to go. Might and, well and then we were just like, yeah, it was great. And so um, I still shoot weddings, which which is cool. I have, I have a big passion for that. It's something I'm good at. It's something I enjoy. Um, like who doesn't want to like hang out with people celebrating on the weekends? 100%. So that's really cool. Uh, the next thing, <laughs> I got more, man. Here we go. I told you how much time do you have? Hey, man, the next thing, um, so uh, we own a company, Lacey and I, called Ben and Lace Interior Design and Home Renovation. So one of our hobbies when we lived in Columbus is we would live in a home for two years, uh, get past that capital gains point, and then we would fix it up, sell it. And so we did that and and we we did it really well and, and we documented it. You know, we, we like created an Instagram account and we're like, we're going to go on HTV someday. <laughs> HTV someday. And uh, yeah, and so when we move uh, or when we we're in Columbus doing this and documenting all of this, people would always ask us, hey, the stuff you guys do is super cool. Can you do it for us? And we'd be like, hell no. It's like, no, <laughs> no, no. Like we're doing this as a hobby. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so we kept doing it as a hobby and, and we got really good at it. And, and when I say we, Lace, Lace um, from a design aspect is, is unreal. And she just kept growing and growing. And, and again, people were like, how are you pulling these things off? And so when we when we uh, moved back to Northwest Ohio, we decided to launch Ben and Lace Interior Design and Home, home Renovations. And so, uh, yeah, so we, we flip homes. Uh, we take people's homes and their spaces and, and like transform them into a space that they're proud of, that, that their family can hang out and grow into. And so, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. And, and that kind of goes back to uh, the first business I talked about, Cove. Um, the front portion of Cove, the retail sale, sells home decor items. Right. And so that kind of like goes with both. Well, that was one of our issues. People, we had designed things here in Northwest Ohio, and, and there's just not a lot of like home decor stores around. Yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, at least like nicer items, right? right? And so that's kind of like where that uh, envisioned. And so, uh, and then my last company <laughs> is is called the Artwork Collective. I own this business with one of my best friends, Bob Niley. He lives in Rochester, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible dude. Love him to death. And uh, it kind of goes hand in hand with being a wedding photographer all these years. Um, one of the things that bothered me as a wedding photographer was I kept shooting all these weddings early in my career. And then at the end of the wedding, I'd give my couples, hey, here's a thousand photographs. And they loved them. And then they were like put on a disc yeah. and never looked at again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I have been a really big like believer in printed artwork. And so like a big part of like my, my brand is if you hire me, like you will get a wedding album, you will get wall art, uh, something that like lives on. Um, and I actually, I want to share this quick story. Yeah, please. Um, so recently we were, we were looking through our wedding album and I've got a five-year-old, her name's Ruby. And uh, Ruby, uh, she's at the phase. She's just like completely honest with everything. (laughs) And so we're at the beginning of our wedding album and she keeps like, complimenting Lacey, mommy, you look so pretty. Mommy, mommy looks pretty. And then we get to me and she goes, daddy, you used to be skinny. Oh my God. <laughs> it made me laugh. I was losing it. You know, it, it was cute. We Kids got to, are savage, man. They are. And then we got to the very end and, and Ruby looks at me and she goes, dad, you had a really nice wedding. I'm just disappointed that you didn't invite me. Oh my God. That's and adorable. we started losing it, you know, cause <laughs> like, honey, adorable. you were in thought of at this point. And so, uh, that's what artwork collective, uh, is yeah. we help other photographers. We partner with other photographers all over the country and we sell, uh, printed artwork to their couples. Gotcha. And so, um, 
it's kind of like one of those things as a photographer, we like, I just want people's like legacies to live on. And we live in this digital age now and it's great. I love it. There's so many conveniences of it, but like, man, to like in 10 years from now is Google photos going to be a thing, right? Like how are you going to continue to transfer these photos from who knows what, it's going to be in generation, 10 years. Generation. Yeah. And so like physical printed artwork is like, it doesn't matter what happens. Like you have that thing, yeah. your computer crashes or that CD with your wedding photographs dies. Yeah. You know, you have this album. And so, yeah, man, that's what I'm up to. <laughs> uh, depends on the day. Uh, it's like a strand yeah, of DNA. Man, your resume, it man. is, but it's uh, it's a phase for me right now. I think with, uh, with COVID happening years ago, um, it just, it, it wanted me to, to diversify myself a little bit and kind of hit a reset and we moved yeah. back home and I wanted to, to make a big difference in this community, um, be part of the change. When we, when we moved home, so many people, and this is, I, I don't know, whatever. So many people were like, Ben, why? <laughs> They're why like, why are you moving <laughs> yeah, back home? Yeah. Like you're, you're, you guys, you guys are doing great things in Columbus and, yeah. and we see what you're up to. Like why? And, and I get that, right? You know, it's a smaller community, but there's perks about this place, man. Right. There is, there's good people here. Yeah, there's a really good people here and uh the one thing that lace and i like when we made that decision like we're doing this we're moving home we said hey if we're gonna move home we're gonna be part of the change we're going to make a difference. And so, you know, that's why we we opened up Cove and and that's why we opened up the Den. And I'm just getting started, baby. There's yeah, more. Come on. Uh, come and on. I, I want to keep giving back to the community and yeah. and and um yeah, we we've got some cool stuff around here. Yeah. Things are happening in Northwest Absolutely. Ohio. I agree. Like there's there's things happening. I'm I'm really involved in Brian. Yep. Um I'm on the Brian Development Board and and people are throwing around real money to make a change, yep. which is cool. And so I'm I'm excited to be part of that change. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, these small communities, they need people like you, yeah. people with big visions and big town experiences to come back and, 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 and be able to share those experiences and that knowledge with the community that might not have experienced that prior. A bigger vision uh, with the, the means to actually accomplish these visions, right? Hear ideas all the time. People are talkers, people are thinkers, but you're a doer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's, that's it's amazing and it's a, it's a, it's a key part to developing a small community, man. And, you know, you, you mentioned things like I, I noted, you know, you and, and Lacey are so adamant about creating opportunity for people, which I love. And I, I share that passion with you guys. Lexi and I both do. Then you talk about community and impact. You want to be a part of that impact. You will be a part of that impact is what you said. And then change and these words. And it's it's so interesting to me because I think so often you're, the the conversation with you and entrepreneurship just ends up going deeper than just numbers and like scaling and this and that. And it ends up hitting like the heart, the human part of the entrepreneurship uh, conversation. We have those conversations a lot. And I love that about you. What is it about you that you, you're so committed to the deeper more relational equity conversation, the real human experience of entrepreneurship? Yeah, man, that's a great question. I think for me, I I just enjoy when, uh, let me put it this way. I met a guy named Ben Hartley years ago, changed my life. Uh, we, we went in and Ben and did, Ben. Yeah, Ben and Ben, man. I was Ben and then my wife is Lace and his wife was Les. So we had Ben oh, and Lace and Ben and Les. My gosh. It was wild. But but one of the things that like he did for me was like create a space for me by like he listened. Mm. He listened. He created space for me mm. to like 
talk. <laughs> that sounds crazy, right? No, I get it. But it's like I love talking about myself, you know. But it's like to to actually like for to have somebody on your side that like will really listen and really look out for you. Yeah. And um, it was really remarkable. I learned a lot about myself. He built a ton of confidence in me, which changes everything, man. When you got that swag, man, you're yeah, unstoppable. It it's that thing. It's um, that it factor. Yeah, man. And he poured that into me. And and I think for me. I'm, I'm 32, but I feel like I'm 62. Uh, <laughs> I I, I want to build things that create space for people, mm. to to be real with people, mm. to actually understand somebody, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like in, in, in this world at times, at least I've felt this way that like, you know, you have social media and everything looks pretty. Everything, everything looks like we're like, oh, Ben and Lace are killing it, right? And yeah, we're doing some cool things, but it's also like, uh, like, as a business owner, are you taking care of yourself? Yep. Right? Yeah. Like, how like, are you really? Yeah. How's your yeah. marriage? Yeah, you know, exactly. it's like, yeah, yeah. how's your finances for yeah. real? Like, yeah. are you, are you saving money? Are you taking care of things? Yes. You're taking care of your future yes. and your kids. And so that was just important to me as I grew these things is I, uh, I want to create a space for people, um, to, to be themselves, to grow, um, to know that um, somebody's going to show up for them every day, no matter what happens. I love that, man. That's super interesting to me. And I think that that, that begs the question, you know, is that how you define success? How do, how, how, how do you define success? Yeah. That's a tough question. It is. A but I'm curious because I think that so many entrepreneurs end up in this like cyclical cycle because they, they haven't defined success enough. So it's a constant striving and it's you can get left at empty. You think this is the, the next level. You think this is where your destination needs to be. And then you get there and then you're like, oh, nothing changed. So like how, with all that said, how do you define success? Yeah, that's a really good question. So instead of answering your question, yeah, go I actually, did, no, 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 <laughs> okay, no. Okay. I've got a story I want to share Please. because it answers that perfectly. Amazing. So again, back history, uh, me and, and Ben Hartley, we grow a wedding photography business. Um, it was one of the most thriving photography businesses in the Midwest. Um, we had a whole team. We were doing hundreds of weddings and, and killing it. And there was a phase that we were killing it, but we were, we were both were looking at each other and we were like, but are we happy? <laughs> it's like, you know, that's real. It, are, like, this is great, but like, is it worth it? Yeah. Right. And, um, a good friend of mine shared this story with me, uh, and it, <laughs> I struggle with this story, man. Yeah, I, it's up? hard, man. Come it's on. hard to say. It's hard to tell, and it's it's less the story, but it's more about like the, the point of the story because I struggle with what I'm about to read to you. Gotcha. It's something that like I struggle with, and so I want to read this. Uh, bear with me; it takes just a few minutes, yeah, but man, it's but time. it's good, man. So, uh, the story is called the Mexican Fisherman. Okay. okay? An American investment banker was at the pier of a small coastal Mexican village when a small boat with just one fisherman docked. Inside the small boat, there were several large fin tuna. The American complimented uh, to the Mexican and said, man, the quality of your fish are amazing. How long did it take to catch those? The Mexican uh, replied, only a little while. The American then asked, why didn't you stay out and catch more fish? The Mexican replied and said that he catches enough fish to support his family's immediate needs, plus a little bit more to save over the years. The American then asked, but what do you do with the rest of your time? The Mexican fisherman said, I sleep late, fish a little, 
play with my children, take siesta with my wife Maria, stroll into the village each evening where I sip wine, play guitar with my amigos. I live a full and busy life. That sounds good, doesn't it? So then the Mexican, he kind of laughed and he said, yo, you know what? I've got a Harvard MBA and I could help you. You should spend more time fishing and with the proceeds, buy a bigger boat. And then with those proceeds, buy another bigger boat. And then what you'll do is you'll have a fleet of fishing boat. Instead of selling your uh, tuna or your fish to the middleman, you would sell directly to a processor, eventually opening your own cannery. You would control the whole market, processing and distribution. You would never. Uh, you would need to leave the small coastal fil- uh, fishing village and move to Mexico City, then L.A., then New York City, where you'll run an, ex- uh, an empire, essentially. The Mexican fisherman asked, but how long will this take? And the American replied, 15 to 20 years. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, and then the Mexican fisherman said, but then what? And the American then said, and he laughed, well, then when the time is right, you would announce and you'd sell the company and you'd make millions. And the fisherman goes, millions? That's crazy. Then what? And the American said, then you'd retire. You'd move to a small coastal fishing village where you'd sleep late, fish a little, play with your kids, take siesta with your wife, stroll into the village every evening, sip wine, play guitar with your amigos. Let's see where this is going. And that's it. That's the story, that's- man. And, and it's, it's, I heard that man is as I sit here and I grow five businesses. Now, <laughs> You're the right? guy with the MBA, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and that hit me. And, and in that moment, me, me and, wow, and my buddy, man. Ben, it, it like hit us and, and we got emotional over this and we, we ended up deciding to, to let go of our team. And that was the hardest thing that we've ever done. We had an incredible team, really good people. Yeah. But it was like, man, we built this thing that we like. We, we built, we wanted to build it. And then it got to the point and it's like, well, <laughs> are we living life? Right. 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 And so, yeah, I, I felt like that could answer your, your question a little bit Wow. because, man. uh, it's something, man, for real. I tell that story and I feel like, I feel like I, I'm stabbing myself in the back cause I struggle with it. I was just going to say, dude, that's like a gut check. If I've ever felt a gut check before. So, okay. First of all, I love this story. <laughs> I love this story. Although I just went fishing last week and I got really, really sick. So you I'm did. Like not you about did. This you did, right man. No. Uh, but let's let's zoom in a little bit here because there's there, there, there's something there that I think that not enough people are talking about. It's so easy to talk about the hustle, the grind, mm-hmm. the scaling, the numbers. But man, there's something deeper there that depending on who you ask and when you ask them, the value of awareness far exceeds the value of success. Now that's crazy to me. Yeah. But what do you pull from that story and what does that mean for you now? Yeah, man. I think there's two things and I wrote these down because I, I knew you were going to ask this <laughs> and I was like, I, 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 I got to know this, this answer. And I think the first thing is, um, I think that as a, as a, as a, business owner, as a human, like you need to define what success looks like to you. Right. Yep. hundred percent. Like you just, you have to define that. Yep. And, and for some people it's millions and some people it's enough to, to live on a small 
coastal village and, yeah. you know, hang out. That, that life sounds good, to be honest. Yeah, I know. Every time I read that story, I'm like, man, we should get out of here. We should, you know, I, I think that that's that's the first thing. And then the other component, and, and I actually kind of teared up when I heard this the first time, and it was maybe your purpose in life isn't related to your business. Ooh. Yeah, man, that, Ooh. that hurt me, man. That hurt me. That hurt me, man. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like maybe the purpose in your life isn't related to your business. And I, I, uh, it's something I've been working really hard on because I've always been about my business and making money and making a living. And it's like, well, is that my purpose? Wow. You know, that to me is another gut check, man. I just threw two at you, baby. I know. Let me catch my <laughs> breath. My goodness, man. Because, I mean, it's so easy to identify with, with what you're doing. A business takes so much time and resources. Yeah. And then you identify, I'm not saying it, it, just for men, but men and women as providers for the home. And 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 then you put so much of your energy and hope to into it. It becomes an identity. And so it's hard to separate your business from a purpose, right? Like it's almost not even a thought. Like, of course, this is my purpose. This is what I'm spending all my time doing, yeah, resources man. doing. That's interesting. What was that process like digesting that and letting that sink in? What was that like for you? Yeah, man. Um, I'm still digesting I it, man. That. Honestly. That. And that's a newer thing I heard. Okay. I, I heard it on a, a podcast snippet. Somebody said it on, on TikTok and I wrote it down and like, I'm about to get it tattooed on me. Come on. Because I'm like, that's that's real, man. Yeah. Again, it's like, I've got these businesses and these are great. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, I'm working hard on these things, but it's also like, you know, I think it's good to have that outlook on life of like, but like, what is the goal here? Yeah. Like, what is the goal? Like right now I've got two little ones at home, man. And I almost get emotional at times because I, I work hard and I work hard for them, but I, I need to be there for them. Right. You know, yeah. it, it gets hard. It gets challenging. It's like my, my wife, Lacey is such an amazing supporter for me. You know, she, she knows the goal on things, but it's like also like to, to go back to that story. It's like, well, you know, I don't want to look back. And be like, no, I had what I wanted all along. Wow. And I and I and I tried to turn it into something else, right, man? Wow. And it's hard though, because dude, we're alike. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm I work hard. Nobody will outwork me. Yeah. Like I'm will win. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah. like at what cost? Yeah. That's it right there, man. <laughs> you know, man? Wow. And it's like trying to have this balance of like at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> and, and- Man, this is so good. We're only, we're not even 30 minutes in, man. And I feel like this 25 minutes of recording so far, I guess a little bit less getting prepared, but that's true impact right there. The conversations that you're, isn't that crazy though? Like, first of all, even pushing back to the, the community impact and challenge thing, like what's success in that category too? What's success at home and identifying what, what do you truly want? What, what's, what's it been like for you trying to identify what matters the most to you and then letting go of the things that you used to think mattered the most? Cause to me, that's what I struggle with. Like yeah. you're used to you're habitually protecting the things that like businesses, right? Because time and resources are surrounding them. But like, yeah. what's the process like letting go and like redirecting focus and resources? Yeah, man. Uh, again, it's something I'm working on. Yeah, sure. I, I'm in a massive work of progress right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and and for me, I think one of the things that has helped me a ton is just mentorship. For every business that I own, I have somebody that has already done it. Yeah. That I'm working with. That's good. 
And unfortunately, they tell me the hard truth at yeah. times. <laughs> they do. That. They're like, hey, you need, to, you, need to, you need to outsource this. And I'm like, but they won't do it as good as me. And he's like, no, outsource this. Yeah. And it's like, yes, sir. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Right. Yeah, yeah. You got it. And so, yeah, it, it's something that like I, I think having a mentor in place um, for whatever you're trying to grow is important. And, and it may not even um, be a business mentor. It may be a life coach, yeah. right? I'm, I'm a big believer in, in life coaches. Yeah. We had a conversation earlier yep. about this man. And like they, uh, my, my life coach, uh, he, he, he makes me cry every time. And when I say he, I make myself cry because of the things that he allows me <laughs> to discover through That's him. Right. right? Yep. And so, yeah, I'm just a believer in that. And, and having somebody that, that has done it before, somebody that can help you along the journey to, to stay on track of what your goals are too. Yeah. Right. I think at times I, uh, I'm, I'm a big thinker, man. I, 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 I see things. I'm, I, I believe in things. I'm a dreamer. Right. Um, but again, we go back to like, at what cost yeah. it's like, man, <laughs> well, and I, I think one of the things that I, I really liked that I feel like you're getting at intentionally or unintentionally is that it's, it's the psyche of the entrepreneur, right? It's, it's, I really do feel as if the most productive entrepreneurs, um, and again, you still have to define your success, but the most productive entrepreneurs are the ones who are the most self-aware, the best prioritized, and oftentimes they have healthy relationships with the people around them, the wife, children, friends, family, whatever the case might be. And I, I've, it's funny you say that because m more recently I've started to be inspired by the people not who have the biggest business, who've scaled the furthest, who've done this, that, or the other, but somebody who just seems to be at peace with the decisions in their life and and the, the environment in which they've created for themselves and their family. Has, has mental health been something that you've always focused on and worked on or what, what i guess that's a general ask but <laughs> yeah. like yeah man when has this something you've always been conscious of or is this a recent discovery of like hey like i have a mind i'm not just a workhorse yeah. i have a soul i have things i feel like what what's that been like for you as an entrepreneur as a husband and a dad yeah i'm glad you, you brought that up um because it goes back to like that story yeah there was a phase in my life that things were going good and I got to the point that I overworked myself. I, I was working so hard and grinding. And it's funny, me, me and my business partner, uh, Ben, he, uh, we would see who, like, who could get into the office first. And it would be like 5.30 in the morning. You know, we were just like, we were just That's hustling, early, my God. right? Uh, to, but to like what expense? And, and unfortunately for me, I got so deep into this business and making money and, and, and trying to keep showing up every day, which is important in these, in business yep. to the point that like I quit caring about my mental health and my body. And, um, I got sick, man. Simple as that. I got really sick in a matter of a year. Um, I lost 85 pounds. That is insane. Um, and I met with, I think five, four or five specialists in Columbus. Wow. And, uh, I was having stomach issues and we couldn't figure out, uh, what was wrong with me. Uh, yeah. Literally I just kept going to doctors and, and they didn't know what was wrong with me. And, uh, I ended up meeting with, with like a, like a mental health coach instead and kind of went that more natural alternative. Yeah. And I figured out it was stress. It wasn't, wow. it wasn't, you know, 
X, Y, and Z. It wasn't gluten intolerance or it wasn't yeah. like, you know, I was getting all tested for all of these like issues and it was actually more a mind game wow. that I was playing. The right? mind plays a huge role oh my gosh, on, the, on the physiology. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. And, um, that was actually part of the reason we, we actually is the main reason we moved home. Mm-hmm. It was like, I was sick. I couldn't figure out why. And I had to hit a hard reset on life, which is hard, man. When you've yeah. grown things and you've built relationships, you got momentum, you got momentum in, into like the, the, to start over basically to move to a new space and, and, and start new business and, and try to like rediscover purpose again. The other thing wow. that I think, man, that was, that was really a thing that is a key component to a lot of my businesses and the success. And, and I've talked a lot about like mentorship, right? Yeah. And having people, but like the one thing I've learned about life, man, is like, I love doing business with people I like. Yeah. Like, I don't care what we do, but if I like you, I want to do something with That's you. That's real. Man. That's real. And, and there's some like real impactful about like growing teams and having community within your business so that you're not doing things alone. And, and maybe that's more for, geared for a personality like me that I just love people. Sure. But like I've learned from myself, man, is that like when I'm doing things with other people, it like I, I'm better off. Yeah. Like I just am. Yeah. Like doing things alone is hard, yeah. man. Yeah. It's hard. 100%. Right? Perspective, capacity, yeah. everything. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, man. And so going back to the mental health thing, it, it, that's kind of my point of this is like one thing that's helped me is like as I've grown and started these other businesses, um, I'm doing all of these with other people. Mm. And and it's been really helpful for me to bounce ideas. And and again, it's like you win together, you lose together. Yeah. As my, my my business partner Bob and Artwork Collective, last week we had the worst week of, of the of the company's history. Okay. And this week we 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 had one of the best weeks ever. <laughs> and so we before this podcast, I was on on on, on a, a call with them and we were laughing about that. Like the highs. The highs and, and the, the lows, lows baby. But yeah. I was like and I was like Bob Dude, I'm glad we're doing this together, man. You know, because <laughs> if I was alone, Dude, man. it is, man. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think it's just good whether you have a team or you have a business partner, or if you don't, to just like make sure, man, you got people in your corner. Yeah, yeah. man. It's like yeah. somebody to lean back into, somebody that like when when somebody that will give you that space. Yeah. Right, man. Yeah, hundred percent. So I just do a lot at you. I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. Whew. It's it's good, man. I feel like again, we are just throwing packing so much value into sh- such a short amount of time. I love it, man. One of the things that intrigues me is the. the it seems as if there's always a pivotal point in an entrepreneur's life that changes them almost like drastically, in one way or the other. And, you know, it's sometimes it's a big break. Sometimes it's a hardship and it's a reset and they end up being so much better because of it. It could be a million different variations of that. But I think that one of the things that I've realized about entrepreneurs is that they almost to some degree need to break or break in small micro breaks over time to really become the fullest they can be. And I think that's probably everybody and not just entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you needed that reset to actually for, for for one to find yourself? It sounds like you found yourself so much more as as an entrepreneur, but also as a man, as a father, as a husband. Do you feel like you needed that experience in Columbus? And have you found a little bit more of, I guess, a positive perspective walking away from that? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great question, man. And it, it was really helpful for me to yeah. like hit a hard reset on life. 
especially at like a young age. Yeah. It's like, you know, so when you're like really young. getting to retire, you're like, let's like restart and move somewhere different. And like, but you were you know, 12 re- years in business at that point. Yeah, man. And it, it was, it was, it was really hard. And I think one of the, the hardest parts for me was when we moved home and I hit this reset, I, for almost a year, I didn't build anything. Mm. I didn't build a business. That's probably the better way of putting yeah, it. Okay. And I really focused on myself. Um, it was hard because I like making, I love making money. I don't like, I love making money. Yeah. And for me to take a year, get healthy, figure out what makes me happy now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it changes all the time. Yeah, I get it. I, get it. <laughs> I wish I was content at times. I'm like, man, <laughs> dude, I feel like my wife, Lacey, I'm jealous in ways. Like she's just like steady yeah. and calm and just like content. And I'm over here. It's like, man, I, I'm, I'm like thriving for something new. But for me to take almost a year and to just like focus on me and focus on mental health, um, I, I moved home to be close to my family. My family is really important to me and to, to spend like quality time um, with my family. And in in that phase, my dad got sick and um, it just, it allowed me to just like recalculate yeah. priorities. Yeah. I'm like, yo, dad, you're sick. I didn't think you'd ever get sick. You yeah. know, it's like, <laughs> you're young, man. Don't, right. you got to stay with me here, dad. Uh, you know, and, and to just focus in and, and to, like I said, just recalibrate, recalculate, it wasn't easy in that phase. I and this is probably my fault, but I, I stayed pretty quiet in that phase too. Mm-hmm. Like it was like I needed to make it about me and 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 to focus in and and discover allow myself to discover what I needed to discover. Yeah. Right. And as much as uh, I get emotional talking about that phase in life, like I wouldn't be to where I'm at today without those past experiences. On, no. Right, man? Yeah. It's like I uh, I think at times we look back or within a moment and, and we're in the, in the trenches and life's hard and we don't understand like, why, yeah. like, why am I going through this? Why am I feeling this? Yeah. And, um, you look back on it eventually and it's like, because I was molding into like what I'm about to do next. Yeah. But that's the hardest phase, man. Like you're just like, why? Yeah. Why? To be broken, to be Dude, born to something. man. New. And I was so broken. Yeah. I was so broken in that phase. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> I was so skinny. <laughs> we were <laughs> laughing. Man. I, I'm 6'1", and I was 130 pounds. Yeah, that's that's small, man. Dude. Yeah, they called me Bones. Bones. Because you could just see right through me. I remember when we were over <laughs> at you guys' place seeing pictures, yeah. and it's like you look like a completely different person. Yeah, right? man. And again, I was I was broken physically mentally and it was all not all but like it was all uh, i look back and it's like because i was so unaware of my mental health as i was growing this other business what was what was that like though becoming aware and then actively doing something about it were you journaling a lot were you going on walks were you talking with somebody about what you were experiencing what was that process like becoming aware of those things i wish it was a process Okay. But for me, it was actually more like eventually I just broke. Got you. Like physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I couldn't like leave the house. I, I would like I would sleep for 14, 15 hours straight. Yeah. I wouldn't eat. Like, would you I say would, you, were de- you were depressed? Very. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I just don't want to throw it out there and no, it not be the case. No, but yeah. yeah. And it was to the point I just kept hustling and grinding. And, and 
Um, I was aware of it, but I put it to the very farthest point of the back of my head. Interesting. And then eventually I broke and then it was too late. Why do you think that you like, and cause I can, I can relate to this thing <laughs> where it's like your, your conscious grounded self is like, Hey man, you have a limited supply of energy capacity, all of these things, your body's hurting, your mind's hurting, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then the ambition is like, don't let up what what do you think what do you think it was just for you that you kept burying that voice saying slow down yeah um so for me uh it's a strength and a weakness is like i'm a people pleaser gotcha like i don't want to let people down sure and in that phase i had my partner ben and we were growing this business and not only had him we had this whole amazing team with amazing families and children that like i I'm supporting them too. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, I've got to keep going for them. Yeah. And, and that was good. I mean, they loved it. Yeah, <laughs> right? sure they did, like they, right? they saw that in me. Like I was going to show up every day and I was going to yeah, make, make happen what needed to happen to run a successful business. Yeah. But it was to the point that like, I was, I was so afraid to, to like take care of myself and let other things go within the business. Mm-hmm. And then to the point I, I broke, right? Like it yeah. happened and then it was just too late. Do you feel like you identified with that success at all? What do you mean by that? Like, um, one of the things that I've experienced personally is like, you know, I if if we don't hit whatever um, KPI I've put in front of myself for sales or operations, whatever the case might be, like it really impacts me. Like I wear it around. Yeah, man. And it's crazy how, you know, if but if. I don't know. I'm in any other thing that doesn't matter as much to me. I don't wear it as much. So like, I just know that sometimes failures, I identify with my failures and then I don't appreciate the successes as much as I need to. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you feel like you identified with the success or the, 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 the pursuit of success? And in, in, is that where you found your identity at that point in time? Yeah, I think so. It's just like, I, I was going to win yeah. at, at whatever cost it took. Right. Right, man. And, um, yeah, that was one of the hardest things to do is when we, when we had to let go of our team because yeah. <laughs> they were good people, man. Like it, you know how hard it is to find good people. Dude. It is hard, man. I'm and blessed and we had, yeah, yeah, you got a great team, man. And, uh, you know, to, to let them go and hit that reset, man, it, it, um, it was humbling. Like it was hard and, and, you know, it was hard on, on my partner, Ben, Ben Hartley and, you know, for him to see me and he was rooting me on, but he also realized I was so broke and like something had to change. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately it was such a dramatic change where I picked up, left, moved home, hit a reset. And, um, yeah, but I think it's, um, I think it's just something as as a business owner um, to just making sure that you don't break like me. <laughs> I was going to actually <laughs> like, ask like, you that. Like, like uh, I, I haven't shared that. This is actually the first time I've really shared this with anybody. Really? In, in the sense of I, I've just been waiting for the right moment. And well, that means I also, lot, I'm not I'm not fixed completely. I'm a work in progress. But I'm at the point that like I can sit here and talk to you and not cry the whole time. Yeah. In the past, I, I anytime I'd start talking about it, I'd just fall apart because yeah. of how hard it was. And not only how hard it was on me, but how hard it was on my wife, Lace, man. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, man. It's like if you're a wife out there and, and your husband's going through something like this, hit my wife up, man. Like as much as I live this, dude. Yeah. Whew, she's a powerhouse. Man. She's a powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Which for a second, let's talk about that though. Yeah. Because I I 
would not be in the, I would not, first of all, have this business if it wasn't for my wife as well. I would, it, it, man, she was running around in the early days as like my videographer, photographer, graphic designer. Yes, sir. She handled merchandise, a, a ton of stuff, right? And not only that, but like the mental support, spiritual support, emotional support, and honestly, just kind of like the equalizer, right? Mm-hmm. I get home and, and, it's funny. It's one of the, it's one of the two things, right? It's like, okay, well, if you stressed, you want to talk about it. What happened? Yeah. If you don't want to talk about it, okay. You don't want to talk about. It, you want to let it go? Then let it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I love that because what it does, it's it's it brings you back down to earth because entrepreneurs don't live down here on earth. No, They're floating man. up here all yeah, the time. Man. And so, what's have you guys been intentional like to talk about that since that's happened? Like, are you guys more open about what you're experiencing with business or stress or what's it changed in your relationship since that experience? Yeah, it's a great question. If you don't mind me asking. No, of course, yeah. of course. Um, the, the, Sorry, the main, I just like smoked this the, tripod. You're good, man. <laughs> uh, I think the difference between then and now is then I wasn't doing business with my wife. Mm-hmm. And now I am. Okay. Like Lace and I are in the trenches together right, right now. It's a different dynamic. And yeah, it is a different dynamic. And and so she's um, she's more aware now because like we're in these trenches together. While in the past, I felt like, I would go to work and, and, and I would come home and I would, I would try to put a, like a mask on that was like, everything's good to like, I didn't want her to know that I was struggling. Right. I'm like, I'm the provider. I'm going to show up for our family and, and I'd come home and, and I would just like try to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Put that face on. And, and she bought it for a little bit, but then she's like, ah, what's wrong, man? Like, what's going on? When I started like dropping in pant sizes over a matter of weeks, she's like, all right, what's Thumbs not up. good? Yeah. And so I think I think now you know again we're still we're we're new in these businesses. These a lot of these businesses are new. They're yeah. babies, and as you know, new babies, new businesses. Yeah, <laughs> more work. 100%, it's like so man. much work. But I think the one thing that's helped Lace and I, um, we we have goals, and we've written out our goals. They're very intentional, right? Um, there's a different aspect to these goals of like what do we want, and and so like. Every time we make decisions, like I look at that thing and I'm like, does this decision, does this, me doing this next thing, is that aligned with what we want? Mm. Right. One of the things that um, I, I, I want to do this with Lacey, I need to, I'm going to say it so then I have to do it. Come on. Uh, Accountability, so, baby. But one of the things that Lace and I, like I said, we've created a lot of businesses, uh, or I'm sorry, a lot of goals around our businesses. And, and one of the things that uh, I want to do is I want to create some like real goals around our marriage. Mm. And so I don't want to go off topic. That can be another podcast. No, man. Go but, there. But, no, but life. for real ahead, though, man, man, it's like I, I think as an entrepreneur, as a business guy, I'm so focused on these businesses. And and um, as much as I love growing businesses, like I know Lacey and, and me too, but like she, she loves our family dynamic. Yeah. And so like pulling back that curtain and it's like, just because it doesn't make me money doesn't mean I shouldn't value it. Like <laughs> again, on, another thing, it's like, ah, it doesn't make me money. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah. And so like, I think, I think that's one of the things I know. I don't think, I know that's one of the things that like, I just need as, as intentional as I am with my businesses, as intentional I am with my business partners, I need to bring that intensity to my marriage. Mm. And I currently don't. That's good. My goodness, my God. I I don't know if I should have said that. Lacey, I love you, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to say this, though. I want to say this because, first of all, I know you love Lacey. Because every time we hang out, whether it's with or without our wives, like 
you're talking about her, you're celebrating her, you're yeah. you're grateful for her. And you know, earlier you say, well, if I'm not making money, right? And that's always a struggle. I want I want people to I want to give some context because that could if people can't relate, they won't understand. Sure. Okay. And I want to say this. It's not necessarily that you just need to stack the money because you want to sit there and smell it 24 hours a day when you retire. It's because you feel as if there's a there's a hole, there's a gap, there's a lack that can be replaced by the freedom that the money awards you, right? That to, I, I just want to set that record straight Absolutely. first of all. The second part is this. I can I know you love your wife. I know you do, man. I think the cool part is that first of all like all of this wisdom that you've acquired and you are still so young. And the other part is this, like you're actively pursuing, which, which, which speaks to an awareness of yourself, the things that are good and bad inside. Right. And so you have a plan. And if I know anything about you, man, is that when you put your mind to something, it's going to get done. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in the moment, I'm celebrating the growth <laughs> between you and Lacey right now because it, it, it is incredible and it'll continue to be. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate that. The thing I just have to keep reminding myself is to, to be grateful in this season, right? It's like like the good is coming. Yeah. I mean, I already have a lot of good. Yeah. Like life's good, but like the great's coming. Like yeah. like it's all going to make sense. And, and I think as, as a business owner, as a husband, um, as somebody just finishing school, trying to figure out what, what in the hell is going on, what am I going to do, <laughs> yeah. right, man? I think it's like to, to, to stay grounded in like your beliefs, to stay grounded, to have, to have a plan, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people, including me, it's like they, they want to do something, but like unless you actually create an intentional plan to get there, it's not going to happen. That's the hard truth. And that's back you, to your written goals, though. Yeah, man. That's back to your written yeah, goals. Yeah, you got to have a plan moving forward. And, um, and again, I'm not even talking like business plan. I'm talking no. a mental health plan. 100%. Like, what are you doing to show up for your wife and your kids every day? Yeah. Like, and that gets overwhelming. Yeah. It does. It's, it's a lot of work, man, to be intentional. Have you noticed that the people in your life didn't value that prior? Like, even if they were great business owners? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we've all heard that we're the summation of the five people we surround ourselves with the most. I've, I've realized that uh, oftentimes the faults I experience are the faults that I see often, and or maybe I've negatively influenced the five people, <laughs> you know what I mean, around me, whatever the case might be. Do you feel as if this, and this is a tough question, but do you feel like your circle lacked in that? Um, I, I don't think my circle is big enough, Okay. to be honest with you. Okay. I had a few people that were great, but I think, um, yeah, yeah, I think just in the... In the recent years, I've expanded that circle and, and in a more diverse way. Like, again, if I go back to my original story uh, or my original a business, mentor. it was like photographer. And it was all like everything I had was around the photography business. Yeah. yeah, Right. right? And, and now it's like I've got a, a group of people around me that are so diverse as humans. Mm. Right. And, and that's helpful because, again, they all give me different advice. <laughs> you know, they do. You yeah. know, I go to go to certain friends and, and they give me different advice and they all hit a little bit different and, and uh, they all have different perspectives on that. And so I think that's one thing that's been helpful is is having these mentors, having these friends, having these circles and, and, and you know, hearing advice from somebody that may not even be in the same industry I'm in. Yeah. And which can be really valuable at times because maybe maybe they'll actually tell me what I need to hear. Yeah, well, I get that, man. But I think that you said something foundational to 
expanding a circle to growth. I really do believe gratitude is the foundation of change. Um, I think gratitude is a fruit of awareness. And I want to know what that really means, though, because it sounds great. But how do you practice gratitude, especially as an entrepreneur, when it feels as if you will never scratch, you know, scratch that itch that that drives you, that makes you move, that makes you want to wake up and just dominate that day? It's so hard to just sit back and be grateful. And it sounds silly and I feel terrible for it sometimes, but that's real. Like, what are you doing practically? I've got some things I do practically to practice that. Like, what? What are you doing to like that's actionable that somebody can pull away and understand how to be more grateful? Yeah, man, that's a great question. You asked really good questions. Thank you, man. I'm <laughs> curious. I'm no, a curious man. guy. I mean, uh, it's it's a thing that I I struggle with being grateful at times, man. I really do because I'm as much as I'm visionary and I'm a dreamer. I'm always like looking at what's next instead of just like being here, present in the moment. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's like a thing I've always struggled with my entire life of like, I'm always thinking what's next. And it's like, Lacey's like, no, like enjoy what right now, right now, because what we're in right now is what we used to dream about. Like yeah. we're here. That's good. And what we used to dream about. And I'm like, you're right. You're <laughs> right. And so, um, yeah, man, I, I don't have any exact like examples of how I'm practicing it. Yeah. Um, actually I've got one little thing. So one, one, maybe that's a good way of saying this is one gift I have Mm -hmm. is like the gift of giving. Mm. Dude, I love giving to the point. Lacey's like, why are you giving everything away? (laughs) I was like, I love it. You know, I, I I get that joy and, and I believe that like I was brought, brought to this earth to give what I've received. Mm -hmm. I have a cool story. I wasn't planning on sharing this. I haven't shared this story in a long time. So when I was 12, my little 12 year old self, I owned a, a lawn mowing business. Little Ben was a hustler. Little at 12. Ben was Come a on. hustler, man. And uh, my whole goal was I wanted a four wheeler. Mm. And our little Edgerton, I grew up in Edgerton, little four wheeler shop popped up and he set them out by the road. And I always saw those things, right? 1200 bucks. Okay. 1200 bones, man. That's a lot of money at 12. Especially 12 years old. Yeah. And uh, I, um, whew, this story, man. I, th- this is fundamental of who I am, this okay. story. I started a lawn mowing business and I worked all summer, man. And uh, I unfortunately only made 800 at the end of the year instead of 12, or instead of the 1200 I needed. But it was wild. I was mowing a lawn. This guy's name was Dan. And I was mowing Dan's lawn. And as a 12 year old, I left. And while I was walking home with my mower, it was put on my heart to give Dan all $800 that I made all summer. Oh my goodness. I'm 12. 12 years old. And I walk home and it's like killing me inside. Something when I was mowing that lawn was telling me to give that $800. And and I get home and I go and I tell my parents and they're like, absolutely not. You're not giving this guy $800. (laughs) You've worked, you know, they, they weren't that harsh, but like, I just remember them thinking like, really Ben? Like you, (laughs) you yeah. And, and, and my parents were super supportive and, and, I, uh, I, I went and, you know, it's just like this wad of money. Like it wasn't even like, <laughs> I just remember it was yeah. literally just like yeah. crumbled up like $10 bills. And, and I took it all and I laid it flat and I put it in an envelope and I walked back to Dan's house and he was kind of surprised I was at his house. And, and again, this 12 year old shows up to this adult's house right, grown man. with an envelope. And I look at Dan and I say, Dan, it was put on my heart to give this to you and I need you to accept this. And I hand it to him and I walked away. About 20 minutes goes by 
and my parents call me to the living room and my mom's tearing up and she goes, Ben, Dan just called and he was exactly $800 short for his rent tomorrow. Oh my And man, gosh. like, I don't know why that happened to me That's at 12, um, but it changed everything. And that's wow. not even the best part. A month later, I got a check for twelve hundred dollars to buy the four wheeler. Oh my god! And you still got the <laughs> and I still got the four wheeler, baby. Go. You know, and again, that fundamental story at twelve has never left me. Um, I work hard. I like money, but like I do good with my money. Yeah, I like to give my money. I like to create, and even if I can't give money, I like to give opportunity. Yeah, and like. I like to build things and, and put people in place so they can thrive. I like to build something and, and, and create a space so that I can check up on them because I know what I've been through yeah. in the past with mental health. Um, I want to show up and I want to be that person that you can come to no matter what happens, yeah. that I'm going to listen. I'm just going to listen because yeah. sometimes that's the, that's the hard, I struggle with it, man. <laughs> I get it. I like to talk, you know, and um, you're also a gracious host. Thanks, man. Yeah, you and your wife are a gracious host, man. I mean, we Thanks, had man. a blast hanging out with you guys. Dude, we almost killed that whole bottle of bourbon. <laughs> we did, <laughs> no, man. We did. No. And I think we smoked like four cigars. We did. I don't too. remember. <laughs> oh. It was a good time, yeah. man. No, I just, man. I, I, first of all, first and foremost, dude, this, this has been incredible, man. Just the real conversation about being a person in business and just a person as well. Mental health is not talked about enough between entrepreneurs, for one. Yeah. But the clarity in which you have earned through the self-searching, through the through the work, through the the due diligence, man, it's it's inspiring. And I just know that by your nature, you're going to help so many people with the awareness that you have acquired through this. And uh, listening to it, and I cannot wait for people to hear this, man. Inspiration, um, practical information and advice and so many nuggets in there with how to not only approach business but approach passions and 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 this this concept of just slowing down you said earlier too to to become i think that's a practical way to become more grateful just slow down you know what i mean so all that said man uh i'm i'm so grateful that you've been able to first of all come here take time out of your busy schedule man and 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 talk with me i'm grateful for your vulnerability the the real conversation that we've had uh for our friendship and and just who you are to northwest ohio to brian i cannot wait to see what else you and lacy do man i know no matter what you still be a workhorse you're still an <laughs> entrepreneur i'm working on man but what else man do you want the audience to know you know typically i ask a specific question but sure, i just want to just what's on your heart what's left on your heart man yeah i think it's just to to do a check-in with yourself today to make sure you're okay come on now that's right i i wish somebody would have told that to me back in that phase like ben are you actually like check in on yourself make sure you're okay and um if you're not tell somebody yeah tell somebody man there's a lot of really good people out there shoot me a message. I'll talk to you, man. Uh, I'll give you space. Uh, um, you know, my, my wife, Lacey, it's amazing. Drake, you Lexi, man, there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of people out there that really care. Um, yeah. so yeah, do a check in, check on yourself, make sure you're okay before it's too late. Like I did.
Man, that right there is fire. We got to end on that right, one, brother. man. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Before we get out of here, though, if you haven't yet, check out The Cove, downtown yeah. Bryan on yes, the square. Sir. The Den as well, a collaborative workspace. It's beautiful. Thanks, it man. is clean. And, and I think that this, first of all, there's nothing like that around here. Yeah, so if thanks, you're looking man. for a collaborative workspace, if you're looking for a place to get out of your office for a day, we plan to do the same thing. And we probably want to do it monthly, quarterly, whatever you allow us to yeah, do. Yeah, and we'll hang out. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and I am Ben Adams is, yeah. is, is your social account. Yeah, um, come follow me. Talk to me. Everywhere. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I am Ben Adams. You'll see a lot of pictures of my wife and kids. <laughs> Let's go, man. He's a family, man. <laughs> yes, man. Honored by you, brother. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks, brother. <laughs>